one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week Bon Jovi's clothes. I think that um, last podcast's discussion about Formula One drivers t- turning up for uh, impromptu track days in old shagbag cars has actually um, fired up people's imagination. I've had all sorts of suggestions sent over. Some of them are just genius. Ex-florist Bedford Rascal on Cup 2s. that's going over at the first corner isn't it because it's too much grip oh that is going to be it's it's going to be two wheeling everywhere precariously (laughs) i love all that and it's going on its nose isn't it oh it's under braking again um, too grippy oh yeah he's put some he's put some serious ebc pads in left the discs and calipers as they are but he's just gone for really bitey bitey pads and that means the old cab over engine kind of stunts is in in a lot of trouble yeah there is definitely something about it i have to say yeah um still open to offers from um what from actual formula one drivers or well yeah obviously but you know to people who want to make it into a tv format and um you know maybe a sort of support show for the formula one coverage you know, all right there's another race coming up it probably would be pretty processional but don't worry last weekend we did um we did an event at bedford autodrome and we we yeah. lured a load of punters there and then surprised them when um when it turned out that uh, daniel ricardo was there in a really <laughs> ratty x minicab laguna that he <laughs> literally bought off a taxi driver outside peterborough station he bought Very it on Gumtree on the way to yeah. the event. <laughs> yeah. He bought it en route. He didn't even have a car. He set off on the flight and thought, right, I'll just quickly circle the area, get the postcode, see what's up, and just get someone to take me there and pick it up. Maybe, if he's lucky, he'll wheel it into the pits first and like give someone a backhander to, um, to put some <laughs> decent 1050 weight oil in it, and that's, <laughs> which will probably make it prolapse anyway. But, yeah. I feel like Daniel Ricardo might buy stuff off Gumtree anyway. He's just I sorry, I always I, for some reason I, I know this is no logic at all. I always associate Gumtree with Australians. What because it's the Gumtree? Maybe. So maybe you're, that's you're it, taking yeah. it. I quite that's like it, isn't Gumtree. It? Of course. Yeah, Gumtree used to be really good for buying um cheap cars that were just hideously badly advertised. I think mm. the, the halcyon days of that are over. I, I, I cashed in on that a little. And I cashed on that on eBay back in the right at the start of the millennium. You, you're talking about your sort of one portrait aspects, but then wrongly <laughs> orientated photo of the sort of rear three quarter out of focus at night. And the name of the car is spelt wrong. Yeah. Well, that's it's exactly that, and and and, and I've seen so many cars advertised like that, and of course people dismiss it because they think, well, if the person can't be bothered to take pictures or write about it, then they probably have never even lifted the bonnet or vacuumed it, so therefore yeah. it's shit. But actually, that's the way to kind of sniff out the the real. That's when you want to get your truffle pig out and start digging a little <laughs> deeper. 
<laughs> I, 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 I well, there's another that. TV series that's yet to be made. Johnny Smith, Automotive Truffle Pig. <laughs> that's what you should have called the Late Break Show channel. Well, <laughs> bloody should, you, shouldn't I? Just you going around, snuffling at garage doors, going... If I was, if I was, if I was like a Porsche whisperer, I could be the, I could be the truffle pig. I sniff, sniff out old Porsches, secondhand Porsches, and get a really good deal on them because I'm the truffle pig. I smell out the porkers. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I haven't got the capital for that. I think you probably need a bag of about four hundred grand kicking around to go in and yeah. do do the gas monkey garage style kind of walk up with a. I don't know, a head bag. Do you remember those holdalls, head holdalls? That were, are they prism shaped? They were prismatic. Um, I would say they're sort of, I mean, they're sort of like a soft triangle in section, aren't they? A soft triangle, exactly. Almost like the shape of a a wankle rotary. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internals of a wankle rotary engine. The internals of a wankle rotary. Yeah, exactly that. So there was always, I think, kids at school that often got their bags thrown onto the roof of the school often had head bags. They were very, yeah, they were ubiquitous. My parents wouldn't get me one because, you know, usual sort of parental, you've got a perfectly good bag as it is. And I was very jealous of the kids who had head bags. They were quite cool for a while. Mm. I went for the rucksack myself with fluoro accents. It was typical of the era. It was, and that was the new one from Fluoro Accents. <laughs> and I, so taken and I, from that yeah. album, the internal workings of a wankle rotary engine. <laughs> I tell you, I, I definitely went through the slightly stupid phase of um, of, of painting things with Tipex on a canvas bag at school. Oh and yeah, some, sometimes Stand car up. badges. There were a couple of oh. car badges which I tipexed on, and in hindsight, um, if I could whisper in my eleven-year-old um, self's ear, I'd be like, "Looks a bit crap." <laughs> I'm just saying, it looks a bit crap. Which car badges, though? Well, it was definitely Volkswagen. Okay, that's quite easy to do, though, isn't it? Yeah, I did the VW song. I got quite good at that. Um, and I uh-huh. used to get very cross when people used to join the bottom of the V with the top of the W because it isn't actually joined. Uh, um, well, oh, hang on, but is it? It, doesn't it depend on which iteration of the badge? It it sort of does, Rich. I knew that because you being you, I knew you'd ask me that. Because I feel like they are joined now on the latest badge, aren't they? But there's a gap. There's at an the outline. Bottom. I think the outline is joined, but the inner. Oh, okay. The, the, the inner, it's hard to explain, but when you when you join them as a, just a line drawing, it doesn't look right. Okay. I can't believe we're yes. discussing this, but it's true. I can trust me. Trust me, um, mate. Trust me. And of course, you've got the typical. You've got the blue background, and the the V and the W are white. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, they've abandoned that now, haven't they? It's all black and white um, for ultimate Germanic transparency. Cause definitely not cheating any diesel test rigs. No. And so it's or gone. Gassing some monkeys. Yeah, or, or or anything like that. Gassing some monkeys garage. Is that the um, <laughs> is that the gas monkey? What it's like really, really terrible treatment of animals just happened to happen in the corner of a garage where we're doing up El Caminos and Mustangs. That's what's that, yeah. That's, that's that all yeah. about? What they're like? We, they they're like guys. Can you just you got to do the track rod ends on that and the engine mats, and then you can go and whip a couple of dogs in the corner. When you finish doing that, <laughs> get back onto the rear quarter panels of that Chevelle. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, right. And, oh, hey. Um, since we're talking about car badges, um, someone mentioned this last week. Said, I don't know why. Oh, Peugeot's changed. Peugeot. Peugeot have changed their badge. Yeah. Um, so Stellant- and- Stellantis have been busy already. 
Haven't they? Reach for the lasers with Stellantis. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, so Peugeot are, I think, sort of going to, supposedly going to head up market a little bit to try and, I suppose, create some space below them for one of the hundred other companies in the Stellantis <laughs> crew. No, collective. You've got to call collective. it collective. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't call it a crew because I think it's it's too big for that. It's yeah. Is it a collective? It's bigger than a squad, I know that. Oh, collective. squad. Yeah. So don't you think yeah. people that say squad goals, it's a, it's a shitty term, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit swatty, isn't it? Squad goals. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Come on. Worn out. S- squat goals. I don't know, that's... <laughs> is it squat goals is what is it when you break into like an old stately home and just start living there for free yeah yeah i think some people did some people do that on one of those really big mansions in on um the bishops avenue the notoriously expensive street that's not far from me here in london oh, yeah yeah i think they did yeah and it used to happen a lot in the 80s um I know. Yeah, squats are very eighties, aren't they? I think. Well, it's because I suppose the th- it was it a revolt against the sort of Thatcherism, and I mean, I was a very young kid in the eighties, so I didn't know a great deal about the political um, tension. Hmm. But uh, I di- and I d- I've never squatted. I've I've walked into buildings that are semi derelict, and may have climbed through a window or two of a, of an old factory once. I I knew some <laughs> I knew some people who lived in a house that I I thought was a squat. Um, because it was Because it, so it was disgusting. Bad. Yeah, it was so <laughs> disgusting. And I was quite quite staggered to discover they paid rent. What? Yeah, it was a really bad house. Oh I mean, well, really bad sort of comically, you know, student, young ones, spec kind of house. It's the house where there was a, <laughs> there was a bloke who lived there who was just a disgraceful human being in so many ways <laughs> and one of them was um that he him and the other two guys who lived there there were five of them two women two men and the three blokes went out drinking came back it was an old victorian terrace house and it still had the separate lavatory so the bathroom was you know was a separate oh yeah room. yeah i remember that was one of the, and there was yeah. only one loo and it was upstairs and one of the blokes got home and immediately went in to the loo and this disgusting <laughs> lad just went and pooed in the bath no and, and then went to bed and forgot about it and the next morning one of the women in the house went to have a shower pulled back the shower curtain <laughs> and there's just a turd in the bath <laughs> although that is do you ever remember i don't know if your kids oh, have watched a, a cbb show called discover and do do you ever see that? It's like a, it's that a, rings a bell, actually. Yeah, I, I was it's ha- got a very distinctive theme tune. It's discover and do, discover and do. And yeah. I always used to just sing it as discover a poo. <laughs> discover and, do do. <laughs> well, because they discover and do, they would sort of go discover and do, and then they would describe in words rather than singing something that they were discovering and doing. <laughs> I and do I always like to just sing discover a poo. And then go, <laughs> my friend Haley once pulled back a shower curtain and found a turd in the bath. <laughs> discover a poo. My mate. Hemel was trying to get a frisbee out of a tree where he trod in a dog turd while wearing flip flops. <laughs> Discover a poo, and so on. <laughs> I swear, the other day it was awful. I, I was, I was, I was. I borrowed a base model Porsche Taycan. 
for the last yep. four days and I've done quite a lot of miles I, I've done a few shoots and um just been solitary you know living in this Taycan basically <laughs> but I did that thing where I, th- I I pulled over to a lay-by for a for a quite a, a long wee and when mm. I got back in I think I, there was a lot of fly tipping I think I might have stood in something oh. unholy and when I got back in you know when you just get that 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 musty, slightly wrong smell coming up from the pedal box, and you go, yes. oh. and of course, if you've got the heating pushing down onto your feet, which I did have, oh, it was God. like, oh no, is that poo or is that sick or is it just general detritus? Oh, because it it's been, it? it's been raining, that. it was wet and mushy, oh. and you're like, oh gosh. Because the thing is, if you ever, if you ever drag d- doggy do into a car that's got plush carpets, you, I mean, it, yeah. it's a day's work. You could have booked the next day off work. Yeah, oh, there's a strong argument just for taking the car straight to a scrapyard and asking them to crush it. <laughs> Do you just Stanley knife the whole carpet set out and throw it away? <laughs> no, I need. Have you got Have you got um, oxyacetylene here? Yeah, I need you to cut out the floor pan uh, where the driver's feet were addressed. Um, yeah, I had a Mitsubishi Evo 10 as a long-term test car from Evo magazine, appropriately. And I never got on with it. Just didn't like it. I, I remember it was a you horrible saying, car. "Yeah, you I, were, I, I really liked Evo's." You know, seven, eight, nine. nine. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. I, I suppose I never drove it earlier once, but probably six, seven, eight, and nine. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the ten, all new car, and I just didn't get on with it at all. I didn't like it, no. and and I sort of grew to resent it somehow. Which is, I know. Um, people would sort of go, oh, you've got a free car. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, you, the magazines get these cars in because they want to find out what they're like to live with. And I thought the Evo was just horrible to live with for various reasons. But then towards the end of my time with it, I accidentally stepped some dog poo into it. So oh, that, oh, come that on. Basically just, and I cleaned it out. But then whenever I got in, I was convinced I could still smell it. And it sort of sealed the deal on how much I disliked that car because it was like, oh, great. It's got really odd, glassy steering. And now it smells of poo. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to improve the relationship, is it, really? No. It's a bit like if, I don't know, your relationship was on the rocks and then your missus stopped brushing her teeth. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. That sounds like something or, off fess hole. What? Just stop brushing your teeth. I, I, yeah, I have to say though, um, I am I am down with this um, this Taycan base model. It's it's, oh, rem- yeah. it's it's reminded me, and I, I think we've had this conversation a few times before. But it's reminded me that a brand like Porsche, the best ones are nearly always the basic ones. As soon as you start ladling on the the luxuries and the um, uh, all of the the refinements, I feel like it's just not as satisfying a car to to live with, mm. um, because then it becomes something else. It's trying to almost nudge into the the world of Bentley, let's say, or something like that. I mean, this thing's just so good. Rear wheel drive, single motor, um, comfortable. It's got the things that an an, an EV needs. It's so it's very very. Um, aerodynamic the Taycan mm. and it just glides along like a gecko it has got a face of a gecko <laughs> it has hasn't it yeah it's a gecko it's a four-door gecko and um with really comfortable seats and fine steering and and like 300 miles of range and I just and I effortlessly drove it I did 600 miles in three days busy and 
thoroughly enjoyed myself with it. It was. Well, I've not driven a, a, a Taycan <coughs> of any sort. Well, drive the four-wheel drive, the more common, like 4S, Turbo, Turbo S. F- drive yeah. all that shizzle first, um, because then you'll you'll get a distinct um, reference. But but what's also cool, and I know this sounds. Don't get me wrong, it's not cheap, but the it's it's seventy thousand six hundred quid for the for the entry level Taycan. This one, yeah. So that's seventy grand. Whereas the cheapest mm. Audi e-tron GT, which I, which I test drove recently and did a video on on my my YouTube channel, um, that starts at eighty three. Now that is a Quattro. They won't. I doubt they'll do a rear wheel drive Audi because it's just not very Audi. Mm. Um, Vorsprung, Dirk Benedict techniques, um, but um, <laughs> but the and and whilst it's a really good car, I, I after getting out of it and then spending a few days with the rear drive Taycan, I was like, this is this is just a little bit nicer, a little bit better, a little bit more satisfying. Mm. Range is 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 probably better because only one motor, and mm. it's it's. 13 grand cheaper with a Porsche badge on it. I'm like, hello, let's do this. And then, but then, presumably, I bet the one you tested wasn't 70 grand because you probably they'd spec things like, I don't know, seat belts and they have a, a thousand pounds. Yeah, headlights. Um, this yeah. one had window glass. Yeah, which obviously, oh, a you Porsche want option. front wheels as well. Okay, oh, that's yeah. Welcome to the world of Porsche's measly configurator. It's like, do you, want, do you want three quarters of the car painted? Do you want the rear end primer? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's oh, you lighter. Want car paint. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you if you don't pay extra, it just comes covered in creosote. So, um, <laughs> just yeah, duck oil. Yeah, that's. that's yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I haven't. I'll be honest. Forgive me. I haven't watched your uh, e-tron GT you video yet. I've been very busy. But I did scan read a, a review of it on Autocar or Top Gear or somewhere, and. The writer noted that it feels quite like an Audi. It doesn't feel like a Taycan. That's true. And that sort of makes the point that Audi deliberately sets up its cars like that. There is an Audi feel. And I've heard this said before. Because, you know, they went to... For the... When the like the A5 came out originally, the coupe, and yep. then that the following generation of A4 and the A5 Sportback and all of those, and then the A6 all the, went the, onto a brand new platform where they'd the what back? Oh, sorry, Sportback. Sportback. Uh, they um, they developed a whole new platform where they sort of flipped around the engine and gearbox so that they could move the front wheels forward. To get better weight distribution, yeah, make them sort of handle a bit more like yeah. BMWs as best they could, and apparently they could have done a lot more. But then the marketing and management people said, "No, no, they've got to still feel like Audis." So they basically they went to all the bother of doing a complicated new platform, and the cars felt pretty much the same because I, yeah. that's what was decreed they should feel like. Yeah, I mean, Audis are better than they've been in a long time. Mm. Don't, get me, don't get me wrong. They used to be incredibly nosy, didn't they? Um, yeah. Nose really, really sort of, I don't know, there was a kind of heavy but quite leaden feeling to a lot of them. And Yeah. but Which, I remember the one that I realised they'd sort of actually, they, they, were, they were doing better than I remembered was, uh, and this was quite a while ago now, I borrowed a basic A6. 
Yeah. I can't remember if it was a press car. It might have been a hire car or something. Just absolute bog basic A6. And, and it was really nice. And it rode really nicely, which, you know, for a while, Audi sort of didn't. And it was just it was just a very pleasant car, like way more pleasant than I remembered a lot of a lot of sort of I can't remember the speed. B numbers of the Audi um no you know like the RS type cars but the the Where are we up to the, now? the first gen the first gen Audi A6 all road that shape of A6 is my favorite A6 I love that oh. shape with a sort of quite bulbous bum yes uh, but I know it's what you mean. Books, it's bulbous but aero you don't see them around so much anymore, do you? No. Imagine they are quite old now. I That's think from the spares 90s, were. Isn't it? Uh, is it like right at the end of the nineties? Yeah, it's, late it's Millennium. 90s. Yeah, and I, I still, I've never owned one, and I think the parts were quite expensive, which is why when they hit that certain price point, you could probably write them off if they needed a bumper and a light. But mm. um, I do dig them. I, I still think. I, I, in fact, I overtake overtook one on the motorway. Um, day before yesterday, and I looked at it and went, "That is such." And it was an Avant, and it was like, "That's such a good-looking car. It's really nice." Mind never- you, I remember driving that original all-road, and I think it was a V6 diesel auto, and it was an absolute wok of toss. It was terrible. <laughs> That's the, was and, that the twin turbo? Or was it, yeah, but it was so laggy. It's like you got the lag of the engine plus the sort of natural rubber bandy feeling of an old old-fashioned auto box <laughs> combined with two trying to pull out onto a roundabout or something with any degree of urgency i mean it was almost dangerous how sort of sluggish it was and then suddenly went whoa off we go yeah it was shite i i know what you mean and that's possibly the 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 the, the gt the the e-tron the turd grand turd if you wanted mm, to be really turd. Um, is is a great car as a, in itself, irrespective of the fact that it's electric. It's a really good car, and it's a good mm. Audi. Um, but um, I, and, and it's and it's also a top car. I said in the feature, the side profile of it, I think, is amazing, better than the Taycan. The front, I think, I prefer the Taycan, and the rear is about on par. Of course, this is all subjective, but no, I, I really, I really like that car. I think it's good. I think it's good, but I don't know if they're going to do an estate like the old, um, like Taycan's. Is it Sports Turismo? Uh, Sports Turismo, yeah, just came out, didn't it, last week? And it's yeah, um, looks good. It's, it's yeah, it's a nice looking thing, isn't it? It doesn't sit as high as I was expecting in the photos. I mean, it looks like it's not what, actually any. You were off you were hoping for Matra Rancho levels of um, yeah. With searchlights on the A pillar, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, again, I, in I fact, that yes. would quite that would work quite well. <laughs> Go to Missed think the of trick. It. Come on, Porsche, pull your finger out. Why has it not got searchlights at the bottom of the engines? <laughs> um, yeah, it's but it's a nice looking thing, isn't it? It's that, yeah. that sport turismo. Uh, it's just and, nice to have uh, another like good performance electric car in the portfolio. Off of like buyers, consumers, and all that <laughs> in the portfolio. Portfolio. Well, all right. Is there a port? Um, is there an actual shipping port called Folio? I'd love it if there is. It'd be amazing. A Taycan came up behind me the other day, and they do make quite a funny noise at low speed. Have you noticed? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's the I had special a kind synthesized. Of- it was weird. I had headphones on, but I still was like, what the bloody hell is that? And and lo, it was a Taycan. It was a brand new one with one of those new number plates that's got the green bit at the end to show it's yes. an electric car. Yeah. And I tell you what, it's 
it's unfortunate because you've got to choose the colour of your car quite carefully or it clashes horribly with the paintwork. Or do you just buy a brand new number plate as soon as you've bought the car and hang those on the garage wall? Excuse me, but I, I think people want, people <clears throat> want the green bit to show that they're... Eco-credentials. Because it's funny, in the two years we've had our iPace, uh, the number of people who, who've admired it just for the way it looks and then... Don't. I've said, and it's electric. And they've gone, oh, it's electric, is it? And they've had they've no idea, because if they're not into cars, why would they? And it's like, I always thought, if you look at the iPace, it's got those sort of black panels in the bottom bit of, of the doors. Yeah. And they have Jaguar written in the front ones. Yeah. And I always thought, would it have killed them to write electric in there somewhere just to, to make the point? Because Oh, what, like the threshold, the kind of threshold thing? Or the... Or right at the bottom thing. of the, like we, you know, the sill, the sill guard. Oh no, no, sill. on the outer, no, 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 on the on like the outter door skin. Uh, okay, there's a, there's a black panel let into the metalwork, which is, I think is just sort of from a design point of view takes a bit of weight out of the out of the body side, and um, it's yeah, it's got it's got could have EV or yeah, I just think it's, yeah, it could I do. mean, I don't know. It depends how much you want to. Show off about. I that. think EV badges should be deletable, like a lot of the old yeah. BMWs and things. You could delete option all badging, couldn't you? Apart from the the mm. old propellers. So if you had a seven forty, you just like I, I I don't care if it's seven forty. I want to know, but nobody else does. So it could be a seven two eight. You know, uh, let yeah, let, the, let, the, let the people decide when we pull away from the lights. <laughs> let the people decide. Oh, there was someone who used to roll around. West London in a um, an E39 shape M5 that they'd rebadged as a 520D. Oh, brilliant! Was quite cool. That's very cool. Yeah. It probably did that as well, so that when it's parked on the street at night, uh, potential crims, yeah, didn't think I'm going to take that one. Oh, I know. What I was going to say to you. It just reminded me when I went to do a job um, um, a couple of days ago. I had to drive down um, a cul-de-sac. And down the cul-de-sac was um, a corner plot semi-detached house with quite a small front garden, which had been liberally graveled. And mm. on, 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 the, on the front garden was two Vauxhall Omegas, one E39 BMW that looked like it had been set up to skid or do naughty things. <laughs> right. And uh, there was one other kind of like three box saloon thing, and it was and they were forced so tightly onto the plot, like you couldn't even <laughs> see the front door. So if you had to like bring your shopping in, I don't know how you would have got through all the cars to go in your own house. It was brilliant. But the Omegas, one of them looked ex police spec, and you know since you spoke to me about that ex police Vauxhall Omega, the sort of detective spec that yeah. came up on eBay that I I can't stop thinking about it. I really want one. And and it's 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 eroding my it's eroding my thoughts on a because I'm like I'd love a really well set up like breathed over omega cop which had a little bit of cop history but like you say not white with all the holes drilled in it from from blues and tuesdays just um just just detectives so dark with maybe wheel trims or steelies and mm. Plain clothes. I would, after we talked about that that car, I it occurred to me that plain clothes is a funny way of referring to undercover police people, isn't it? Because it implies that there's an opposite to that, which is when they're wearing uniform, they're in. But what's the opposite of plain? Sort of fancy, isn't it? <laughs> I I was stopped I, by two fancy <laughs> clothes officers. You mean in uniform? Yeah. 
I think plain clothes, because I always refer to aeroplanes as planes, so I'm thinking that the clothes have got pictures of things like Boeing 747s, and he's got a tie with a, a Blackbird SR... What's the SR... SR-71. Yeah, it's got a picture of a, one of those or a tie pin of one. So you're just wearing plain <laughs> clothes. <laughs> I've just taken it absolutely literally. You, okay. have, to, you have to wear aviation-related apparel. Unless have you got any? Have you got any aviation apparel? Have I? Yeah. No. My my boys got uh, a sort of aeroplane bed sheets, but they've got I think they've got other vehicles on as well. Uh, if that counts, which I'd, lo- I'd love it if um, you could get king size um, duvet set, for, like <laughs> as, as a married man. Yeah. I would love well, it to come just... home. Your wife comes in one day and you've turned your marital double bed into uh, an enormous racing car alike with a duvet. And, no, like A team. Do you remember the A team ones where there's that lovely montage scene of like the van jumping through? I don't know an explosion or smoke, and then yeah. you've got. Hannibal with the cigar holding up a probably an AK-47 with a grey jacket on. Howling Mad Murdoch. You've got the whole scene with them all in. But it's on a king-size married 42-year-old man's bed. (laughs) Standby caller, I'm going on to eBay. Oh, Um, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm just going to search. I'm just trying to think. I'm going to bet you £100 that they don't make them in double bed size because that would be weird. (laughs) But there is. Oh, my God. It's expensive as well. Vintage, the A-team, twin bedspread? I can't mean twin. Uh, What's a double set or a... That's weird, isn't it? I know. Anyway, let's have a look at this. But oh, it's got yeah, Mr. T's on there. It's got a helicopter. Yeah, there's a yeah, jeep coming go. out of an explosion. I told you, there's it's something the jumping. It's the it's the montage that we all want. It's this it's the absolute montage that we all want. Do you know what the buy it now price is for this eighteen bedspread? I I no, I don't. Seventy five dollars. Oh man, is it in good nick? Well, it's in the packet still, I think. Oh, Hang sugar. On, look at the description. Can't find the description. No, here we go, yeah. Awesome 80s vintage twin bread spread featuring cult TV classic The A-Team, exclamation mark. New old stock, still in packaging, exclamation mark. 1983, made in the US by Bib Company. Oh, 50-50 cotton poly blend. Ooh, cotton poly blend, sweaty. Of course it's sweaty. It's not going to be blimmin' Egyptian cotton A-Team bedspread, is it? <laughs> yes. Flute. <laughs> <laughs> 600 threads um, yeah so it says this is a bedspread not a comforter perfect for your nostalgic bedroom conversation van or even heavyweight crafting fabric what the fuck's a conversation van what van as in a, a vehicle conversation well, van so. conversation van um, by the way the same mean cellar, conversion maybe I quite yeah. like. I'm going to say that a conversation van is my new word for like a day van. You know, like a VW. Yes. Um, syn- uh, not a synchro. What my what, what's like the name? California. Tra- no, the ones that have just got like a minibus type thing, like an adventure oh, van. Okay. Oh, I can't remember yeah. what they Day van type thing. Yeah. It'll Wait, come do you want to chat? Yeah, come on. Let's get into <clears> the conversation van. Maybe we should own. We should. This is. We keep talking about going halves on something inappropriate. No, we, you keep talking about <laughs> going halves on something. I don't ever. I've got to buy a caravan, but maybe I have to offset that horrible. Oh yeah, have you found with, a caravan yet? I've 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 bookmarked a few on the internet, but I haven't I haven't <laughs> I haven't bought one yet. Mm. Is it's time a minefield running out? 
Yeah, May. I'm, we're going to be in it oh, by May. Oh, no, you've got loads of time. Yeah, it's but I've right. got to, I've got to sell slash get rid of quite a lot of car related parts and paraphernalia, but in order to empty the loft and garage before demolition, which is right. going, I think it's going to be a little bit stressful over the next. I might have, I might hold a raffle. I was tempted to hold a raffle. I don't know. We'll see. We'll um, see. Could be a Smith and Sniff raffle. Who wants to win a Jag XJ40 steering wheel? Yeah, I do. Okay. I've well, I mean, I, I think probably this podcast is as good a place as any to try and get rid of. Yeah, I've got all kinds of stupid items stuff. like that. Uh, there's another A team uh, bed sheet on eBay, as it turns out. The A team to the rescue, vintage twin bed flat sheet. Why do I keep saying twin bed? Like, twin bed means two beds, surely. Anyway. Yeah, um, unless twins always sleep together. Is that an unwritten rule in some states? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one is only um, twenty eight dollars, but it's only the sheet, and I don't think it's I don't think it's in its package. I think, though. and if this happens, I will eat my. I think there's a market for adult um, king size duvet sets that are slightly retrospective. So Airwolf, for example, um, Goonies. Um, I don't know, uh, Dirty Dancing, maybe <laughs> Point Break. <I> don't. <laughs> you, just, you want an enormous double duvet cover just splattered with childhood memories of TV and film. Well, maybe, maybe. I don't know if it would be a shit idea. You haven't worked I it out yet. I think, pitch it to your wife and see what she says. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. I think if it, do you know back. what? I think if it was Back to the Future and it was done, if it was an interesting piece of design, she might go, oh, that's all right for... Well, what about a double duvet cover with just the two flaming tyre tracks up it? Oh, with a little DeLorean on the pillow. Yeah, mm, oh. Bloody hell, Rich, this could work. Subtle, but those who know would know. Yeah. I'm going to speak to some people that I know who work in this area. <laughs> who do you know who makes I know, bed linen? I know. Well, I know I know, a, I know a, a couple of companies that do, you know, that, that make retro clothing under licence. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, they listen to this podcast, so... Um, well, you, you've just given them a good idea. Well, you've given them an idea. I've given them a really good idea, but I like to think that they... Uh, maybe I'll get a percentage if this becomes reality. Unlikely, but we'll see. The description for this other 18 bedspread says, The 18 to the rescue, vintage twin bed flat sheet only, 1983. Mr T was the man. 
Well, Fine prints say Stephen J. Lannell Productions. I don't think it was Lannell, was it? Ca- Ca- Canel or Canel. Canel, yeah, with his typewriter. Condition is used in inverted commas. Uh, a little faded, but very good condition. You can see everything, including Mr. T. What, not, no, you can't see everything of Mr. T. He's got the lot out. Mr. T's got the lot out. <laughs> Mr. T is uh, is doing what we were talking about last week, and uh, he's uh, he's Donald Ducking, as somebody uh, said in our comments. <laughs> a man just wearing a T-shirt and everything else. Donald Ducking. He, yeah, because he did just wear a sailor's top and nothing down below. Yeah, or was it Winnie the Pooing? I can't remember someone said, because Winnie the Pooh's another one just wearing a waistcoat and nothing else. I mean, he's basically exposing himself. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, basically, Winnie the Poohing is what probably every single beer festival that you ever go to, there's always one bloke who's just catastrophically pissed and somehow lost the lower garments and he's just walking around with a large jug of ale with a long sleeve t-shirt on or waistcoat or both and you're like, ooh, yeah. It's probably a foreign beer festival. I might have to add that in. It's probably not in our own country. I'm, let's say yeah, it's I've in... I've never seen that at a beer festival. Let's I mean, say there's it's always... Lithuania. It's a Lithuanian beer festival. <laughs> at British beer festivals, though, there is always there is always a man in a, in a leather waistcoat, often with one of those sort of crocodile Dundee-type hats on. Oh, always. And he'll have a, few, he'll have a few sew-on patches, which will be real mm. ale or motorcycle-related. Yeah, and probably long hair in a ponytail. Wiry yeah. grey hair in a ponytail. Very wiry, yeah, probably should and, uh, have. Yeah. And he's having he's having a few halves. And he loves the interesting ales. unusual named ales, mm. always lesser known drinks. Yeah. Probably smokes rollies too. Yeah. Very he's a good at, smoker. Good at woodworking. Oh, he'll whittle whatever you want him to. Yeah, but what does he drive, Rich? What because he's is, if he's a motorcyclist, he's a reluctant driver because he's like, oh, oh. I can't, I'm too old to ride every day, so I have to. drive. Yeah, something. I don't know that this guy's a motorcyclist anymore, though. I think he's he's those days are behind him. I think he's. I reckon he's probably got like a first gen discovery. Oh, of course he has, because beer yeah. festival waistcoat and crop dundee <laughs> hat ponytail man is is in the so there's a Venn diagram where he might be. Green laning slash extreme off-roading in a bobtailed Land Rover at weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course he is. But he's one of those people that drinks an enormous amount of ale, but he's so scrawny. You're like, how does that work? You drink all that yeasty booze and, yeah, sugary... Oh, well, you see, my vision of him is he's actually quite paunchy because of the the ale. Oh, enthusiasm I... for ale. See, I've got an image of a cat weasel. You need to be a big guy to get away with the leather waistcoat and the hat, I think. <laughs> It doesn't. I mean, I suppose if you're a bit. I love the rules that we're inventing for this. I haven't been to a beer festival in such a long time, um, and and I would like to go because for people watching, they're amazing. But Mm. I think you're absolutely right. First gen disco, a couple of aftermarket mods, probably check plate where it doesn't really suit it. But hey, it's his truck. He'll do what he wants. Um, And yeah, the waistcoat, which has seen so many events. Mm. Oh, the thing if if, if leather waistcoats could talk. (laughs) Oh, well, there's a children's story. Real L. It is the sort of crocodile. It's Crocodile Dundee, but he he lives in Saffron Walden. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he's like, he's never been to Australia, probably never been to a hot country, actually. I think he lives 
just up the A1 and off uh, a bit. One of these places right on the A1 where you open your front door and there's just trucks going by two metres away. Yeah. Well, just blowing well, blowing particulates up your hallway. Yeah. Well, there are those. You see those little cottages that are right on the A1, aren't they? Sort of through, like, sandy in Bedfordshire. Oh, if you tripped over go. your... If you tripped out of your house, you know, lock, oh, you were in a rush, you tripped over your own doorstep, you'd end up yeah. in the road and get run yeah. over. Yeah, you would. You just trip, headbutt the side of a lorry as it went <laughs> by, and then... Yeah, they're weird, aren't they? I bet that you could just never have clean windows. Your windows you'd never, you'd have never have tint to no. them because of the grime that comes I, off the road. I tell you what, just before we started recording this podcast, um, on the radio they were playing Scorpions, The Winds of Change. And, mm. and I thought to myself, when you hear that song, what is pretty much the only car you think of? The only car I think. Yeah, of. if you had to think of a car during Scorpions, Winds of Change. For some reason, I think of one of those wide-bodied Merc SECs from the eighties. Oh, do you? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, Just wow! German, I oh, see, all yeah, that, but that, spec. That's very kind of yeah, rock star. See, I only think of Trabants. Oh, well, because, I can see why because of escaping the East. Yeah. And uh, and and I and I just have this. It's just this huge fug of you know c- cold, dewy morning with lots of two-stroke cars, but also lots of East Germans smoking because you know eighty. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so like really high tar cigarettes. Yeah, so everything's smoking. Wherever you look, it's all smoking. So it's <laughs> factories are smoking. All the cars are smoking. All the people are smoking in the cars. You can't escape it. Um, and that's the image that that song always gives me. So uh, I don't get the rock star thing. I actually get the sort of um, uh, downtrodden I, I, life. Um, see, I, I see smoke, but it's actually dry ice. It's it's a wide-bodied white oh, gosh. SEC with a low mist of dry ice all around it for some reason, and the scorpions are getting into it. A white car, white mist. hair, yeah, yeah. White leather trousers, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seriously. Can you get white leather trousers? I feel like I've never seen such a thing. They're always black, aren't they, leather trousers? Or maybe red, but... Pre-internet, where the bloody hell would you buy them from? Oh, there's a place. Where do you get them? If you're them? in the Scorpions, you know a guy. <laughs> you uh, no what p- Clothes procurement department of the Scorpions. <laughs> I, I love it. Actually, <laughs> you know, those, those are wide-body SECs. So ridiculous, but now so prized. Yeah. Because they typify the era, don't they? They absolutely And how. Typify. Yeah. Well, you um, see, that's the thing. That, I, bet, I bet a lot of those had white leather seats, but it's odd that the white leather was never made it to a trouser factory, as far as I... I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just, I just Or is there a practical reason why you can't have white leather trousers? Because they're just... As soon as you sit anywhere, they just get ruined. You know, you go, oh... I've, I've, that's the thing there was bench. some like soft rock era some really quite careful laundry had to be going on um because they've got some a lot of delicates probably a lot of dry clean only um a lot of and, and you've got to be bothered to do that what's delicate in a soft rock wardrobe I don't <laughs> well there's come on there's, sort of there's lacy things, yeah there's lace like... and spandex and and no, light lycra and that yeah. stuff doesn't machine wash well or didn't. No, you got to be. Very- Jesus, don't do not put it in the dryer. If you tumble dry that and just before a gig and you put it on, 
it's two sizes too small. And you're like, dude, you, come on. I mean, I can see that you're circumcised. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much too much too much um yeah i don't know i mean i know we've talked about metal as clothing 80s metal clothing um soft rock of that era yeah it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of delicate um yeah no, man-made right, fibers you're right i hadn't really thought about it but you're, yes uh, it, it is definitely do not just throw everything in the machine and accidentally <laughs> put it on at 60 no you're because you're ruined ruined it. it's ruined all, the only thing you wouldn't wash, I suppose, would be the leather waistcoat, which would you do? I mean, what would you do? You'd occasionally give it a wipe down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just, is it like a cricket bat? You have to give it a quick rub over with linseed oil. You or do. Something? You do have to give it a quick linseed oil rub. That's exactly what you do. I mean, if you live the lavish life of an eighty soft rocker, I imagine you've got like a sort of mannequin thing in your bedroom upon which you put the leather waistcoat at night, like you know the way that they have those model heads for wigs. <laughs> You put you put the waistcoat on a on a torso on a pole. Oh, that'd be so And then you can, so you can terrifying. go over it with a with an oily cloth. You wake up for a wake up for a three a.m. piss, and there's this like soft rock mannequin at the end of your bed. I jump out of my skin. <laughs> I um I've got this image of kind of Joe Exotic um, driving a wide body SEC now. Um, that's the kind yeah. of look, isn't it? In my head, you've got got a lot of hair, bleach blonde. A lot of animal print, possibly, with man-made fibres. Um, quite. I'll try they're, they're, they're more... photos of Bon Jovi in the mid '80s to see see what they were what they were wearing, and um, it's a it's a mixed bag actually. But what not laundry so much, bag? Actually, no, probably probably actually there are some delicates because look at the bloody state of these idiots by the way they look like a joke band it's like if you dressed people up like this for a movie set in the 80s about a band then yeah i know any but- producer in their right mind would go no 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 no, far too on the nose take this down take it right down a notch because you but are seriously they were getting so much tail more tail than you would ever even imagine there's there's, you know a, what I mean. there's quite a bit of waistcoat action in this picture I've got here and leather you or, know those or fabric uh, fabric disappointing <laughs> but you know this is just one photo this is one snapshot there's some leather trousers Jovi's got a long leather coat on uh, with the sleeves rolled up obviously Obvi- all their sleeves are rolled up except one the guy who looks too old to be in the band. <laughs> Is he the janitor I mean, of got, the recording honestly, studio? They've all got fucking Deirdre Barlow hair. It's extraordinary. I know. It's madness. But, uh, and a lot of bracelets as well. Hadn't thought about that. Okay, a lot of bracelets. Me, like, on his, on his very sort of frondy scarf, Bon Jovi has got, you know those mad, really massive sunglasses that, um, it, what's the face, Trump, Donald Trump's wife, what's her name? Melania. Melania Trump wears yes it looks like he's got a pair of those hooked onto his his very frondy scarf what women's sunglasses i can't really tell i'm just i know this is not exactly brilliant podcasting just to be talking about a photo you can't see i will stick it on the pod on the um (laughs) patreon page which i every every week when the show comes out i also do a, a page of show notes with links and pictures and things that are relevant i'll put it on there so you can have a look at the picture but it's a treat it's i'm i'm mesmerized by how awful they look but um i can't quite work out which of these items would be machine washable or not 
I think um, dr- dressing as as the car, dressing period correct as the car, you could, could have so much fun if you really just didn't give a toss and you just went with it. It'd just be brilliant, wouldn't it? Is that not what people do at Radwood, you know, that American car show? Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, it's 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 late late 80s, early to mid 90s equivalent. Is it 90s is big. Is it just 90s? Sort of... Um, it's the equivalent of the battle recreation people, isn't it, that we've talked about before, sealed knot or whatever you call them. So instead of dressing up as a, I don't know, a Viking or um, a Norman a head, well, yeah. Yeah, you you go, oh no, I'm 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 dressing up as um, like absolutely 1988 Berlin, um, yeah, Mercedes 190 Cosworth owner. That's what I'm dressing up as today. <laughs> But didn't we talk about this, like, not on the show, we were just chatting about it the other week, about cosplay cars. There's certain cars that sort of... Oh, yeah, cosplay. Come, I mean, Morgan's <clears throat> being the case in point. Like, a Morgan literally won't start unless you're wearing a tweedy cap and Absolutely. It's like, preferably some leather gloves. It's like facial recognition. It just won't work. <laughs> 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 it can't goes. have keyless start with a Morgan. It just detects whether you've got a tweed cap on or not, and then it will it will allow the engine to turn over. It does. It says, uh, "Hang on a minute, you're looking sort of six out of ten in the terms of the Victorian inventor scale. I think you need to up your game. <laughs> the car will develop a mysterious misfire until you <laughs> until you've started dressing like an Edwardian stable hand." Yeah, I quite like the whole. I mean. Morgan's, it's part of the escapism and the, the joy of a, an eccentric car like that, isn't it? But um, I think cosplay, yeah. I think some, I mean, you could just, it could just be about Cosworths, couldn't it? <laughs> cosplay. 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 You, <laughs> you go out in your cosplay. And obviously playing just means sliding it everywhere inappropriately, like, I don't know, dead-end housing estates. Uh, we absolutely just blatting it up, thinking, oh, I'm just going to go through here, and you realise it's a dead-end. You've got to do that embarrassing three-point turn. Or if you're in a Cosa, you'd probably just do, like, a nice pirouette, wouldn't you? Like, World Rally-style four-wheel drive. <laughs> you know, those ones which are really probably quite deathy on the drive shafts, but they look great. Oh, God, yeah. I do like them. The drive shafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're they're a nice thing to observe. They are. There's I've seen a few outside cool. of the Ace Cafe. Really? Yeah, when they used to be Max Power Nights and um, at, um, at at the Ace Cafe, which the magazine organised, and it was absolute bedlam. It was complete bedlam. It was amazing, and and it was always always a Cosworth owner that just <laughs> had to would not be upstaged <laughs> by anyone. No, well. When was this? Uh, like I reckon early 2000s. 2003, 2002 kind of era. Um, <clears throat> Max Power Nights, once a month, I think, they used to hold them at um, the Ace Cafe. Because, of course, the Ace Cafe would do biker nights and they do hot rod nights. And they, I used to go to a few different types then. Um, but, yeah, the, the Max Power ones were the really just unhinged. And there was a mini roundabout right outside it so you'd then you'd sort of 
peacock up and down there's like a catwalk but it was a public road and it was right next yeah. to a sorting office and i'll never forget know, yeah there was a line of royal mail trucks like leaning on their horns irate drivers who are probably trying to deliver special delivery uh parcels that you know have to be in the other end of the country in six hours time and there's a bloke in a cosy and he's he's one minute into a burnout and he's not stopping and he's got and he's leaning out the window and I think he's probably got a bracelet on and he's absolutely this is his moment of fame this is his like this is his christmas number 1 and everyone and there's that there's thousands of people there rich you can't see the path you can't see any of the the tarmac it's just a cosy and it's absolutely lit up with the fog lights on blazing and it's and there's just a line of royal mail trucks behind him and he doesn't care and he's not stopping hang on is this Whaletail Cosmos or Sapphire? It was Saf. Ah, uh, cool. that's good. In my head, it was a Saf. So I'm it was a Saf because was the, it lime green? Has it been resprayed in some lurid way? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, I think there's a. I think a photograph of that particular one went in the mag. I think it was white, but okay. um, it, it for the purposes of cosplay, cosplay, it can be any <laughs> colour you want it to be because that's all. That's what cosplay is all about, or cosplay. Yeah. Hey, I've just had a thought. I mean, I know you're doing your Allegro V6 project at the moment. You've got the interior sort of mapped out because you're using some of that tube fabric. Yeah, tube some old London Underground fabric, yeah, which I'm very pleased about. But the next car that you do up, Mm -hmm. why don't you have the seats reupholstered in 18 bedsheets? Bloody hell, that's a good idea. Just, Just a thought. When you say, when you're saying the next car you do up... Could that be the next car that we we co-own and we it, we can write it off against tax for Smith & Sniff, obviously? Uh, it'll be a cheap shitter. <laughs> Will it be that Rover 75 hearse that's been converted into Ecto-1? And we'll do it oh, with yeah. old-school Ghostbusters 1 and 2 bedsheet sets. Bloody we, hell. That's a really good idea, Rich. Is it I not? don't know how... Bedsheets as car seat material, I wonder if... Thin. They're just going to wear through, aren't they? Yeah, you can't wear any abrasive clothing. Um, no. You'd have to wear. <laughs> you'd have to dress as a soft rocker, obviously, which would be just genre mixing <laughs> gone mad. Spandex leggings. Yeah, they'd be like, right. And so it's a it's it's a hearse trying to be Ghostbusters, but not. And you're dressed as Bon Jovi circa '86. You seem to be dressed as the rhythm section of Poison. Why is that? Oh, it's a long story. Long story. But please put on these jogger bottoms before you. <laughs> well, Poison were bad, weren't they? Mm, they were yeah, bad. I think so. Yeah, I mean, brave guys. Fair play to them. You can't. You can't yeah. dress like that now. I don't think. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could. There's sort of. Depends how brave you're feeling, really. Yeah. I think with all the restrictions we've had in the last 12 months, I actually aspire to be the guy at the beer festival with the waistcoat on and the disco wand. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? He's loving it. He's loving it. He's, he's, li- he's loving it. He's got he's got his modified disco wand. He probably runs it on a bit of dirty, a bit of cherry because he's got a mate who has a small holding. They order, they order fuel a ton at a time. He's got his own secret little tank. He goes around there every three days just to top it up. And, uh, well, you know what I'm I talking I feel about. like leather waistcoat and hat and scraggly ponytail beer festival belly man is actually quite law-abiding. Do you? Yeah, I think he's a decent sort, and I think he's quite law-abiding. 
doesn't have any kids, but he's really good to his niece and nephew. Yeah, he's I agree. A good uncle. I agree with that. It probably neglects his diet um, somewhat. Doesn't have what you'd call a varied diet. Oh no, um, I'm, I'm I'm very very concerned about his intestinal health. All told, <laughs> but but he, that doesn't diminish the fact that he's a good chap. He's got a belt, um, a metal belt buckle, but what, what, what's on it? What, what, what does it depict, Rich? I, I feel like he's hmm, he's probably a bit too grown up to have one of those ones that looks like an old seat belt. Yes, yeah, too grown up for he that. Might yeah, but no, it's I too... don't think he sort of likes American things, so he wouldn't necessarily have like you know hasn't got an American shaped. No, or um, no, nothing like that. So is it? And you say he's not a motorcyclist, so it won't be Triumph or Harley or Norton. No, I think it. So what is it? I think he might just have a normal belt buckle. I think is. I think he's. He's not the kind of guy to muck around. Is it one of those belts belt though styling. that's it's it's over tensioned like a ratchet strap on a trailer, <laughs> and it's it's under an enormous amount of tension. Um, so the, unless it is in fact just a ratchet strap because his actual belt broke a few months ago, oh, and he had a very big pie, and um, <laughs> and he's he just he's a very practical make do immense sort of guy. So he just he just got a ratchet strap and just ratcheted his trousers. One of those thinner orange ones that f- might fit in yeah. the belt loop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a lightweight one, you know, not not a full like. That's just oh, brilliant. That's hold. I'm not talking about the kind that could sort of hold an Alvis stalwart on a trailer while you move it around. <laughs> like just a, just a, a, a low, a low weight yeah. ratchet strap. Yeah, one for um, a, a mattress on taking to the tip on the roof rack of a car. That kind of yes. level. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could still put up with the, the point where the mattress starts to curl upwards with air pressure as the car moves more quickly. <laughs> I've seen so many of those, and you just wince, don't you? It's vertical. The front is vertical. It's like an air dam. It's just a, 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 <clears throat> an aerodynamicist would just weep. Just go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god! That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's a delight to see. Almost as delightful as seeing an old-fashioned cabriolet at speed when the when the hood has completely inflated. Oh yeah, and it just looks like um, a sphere. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Though. They've worked out how to stop convertibles doing that now. But but they they used to. They always just yeah, sort of like a hemisphere of hood on top of the car. Have you ever owned a convertible? Uh, have I? No. Oh well, I had a smart roadster. Oh yeah, you had a smart roadster long term. So what the one with the pull out? Um, it had the did it have the hard uh, no, it had sections? The electric, electric canvas, great oh, okay. roof actually, because you could just put it back and forth at will. You know, it's yeah. speed and it's a bit like the are. mini the mini one convertible, which I quite like. It retracts the front, um, or you can oh, lift yeah. the whole thing down. So, but most people that own mini convertibles, I swear, don't actually fully convert the roof. They just have the front bit pulled back. Hmm. It's yeah, a, it's a, a cl- clever it's system. A clever roof. Yeah, do they still do that. I guess they. I think they do. It's a great idea, and I've never seen it used on any other car. No, it's a good point. I don't know what you'd call it though. What is that? Because it's. I'm it's sure they've come up with a name for, for it, the retract. Yeah, sort of like a, a demi a demi sunroof thing. The um, there's a mini convertible old shape parks around the corner from my house, and I've noticed as I've walked by, it has that. The, the weirdest and most obscure option that you could get on those cars. 
And it was an option. I'm sure you had to pay for it. It didn't come as standard. Do you remember this? It was called, they called it the openometer. And it was I, a little dial that told you what percentage of your driving time had been spent with the roof down. Seriously? Yeah, and it was I, a little a little little dial that was off the you know the rev counter in those minis was behind the wheel. Yeah, the speedos in the middle, and back when they were still doing that, and it's a little extra dial that was sort of on the rev counter, and um, yeah, it was it was a, a cost option, and I, I don't imagine many people bothered because it's idiotic. But this car's got it. I wonder if that is really rare but also does it act like those um fitbit style watches where and and i guess on your phones now where it tells you how many steps you've done in a day it sort Mm. of politely bullies you into being more active which is a good thing it says listen fatty you've done three thousand steps today which means you're basically still in bed (laughs) get get on with it is it it, does the mini convertible um top down armor to say that i don't know sort of badges you it goes listen it's been raining constantly for the last 30 days it doesn't matter put the roof down put the roof you down idiot. stop being a lightweight <laughs> sort it out maybe i don't know who knows somebody had to sit down and design the um you know wiring and the control algorithm and all sorts for that yeah and it, it's ultimately just strange and pointless but it is very pointless but i kind of dig there it I, I quite like um, for first gen mini ones classics in about 10 minutes time i'm gonna wager because it's it's 20 years isn't it this year of the mini one oh Two, you suppose it is yeah 2001 so yeah. if you if you buy a, a, an early mini one that hasn't sort of turned into treacle um or i would get the cooper s with the whiny supercharger yeah I, if they haven't if they have they? yeah if they haven't started going up in price now i would buy one now like right now possibly this afternoon maybe three hmm. or four days time that that's my that's my that's my Quentin Wilson pearl of wisdom for this podcast. It's a good one. Yeah, buy an early mini one that isn't totally broken. R fifty three, what have you called? Yeah, well, R you've lured me into a nerd trap. R fifty was the basic car, so the one and the Cooper were R fifty, but then the the Cooper S. I guess it required some re-engineering, and we had a separate model code, and that was R fifty three. Oh, there you go. And it's like I did it intentionally. It is because I I knew you'd have some additional information to furnish us with. <sighs> well, I, speaking of which, we should probably uh, try and ease this one down through the gears. So um, I, well, I've got cosplay to do. Yeah, <laughs> but I have uh, three things to tell you. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, where, as we mentioned earlier on, you can see him testing the Audi Turd GT. <laughs> um, two, I have various books out which are stuffed full of sort of nerdish and irritating trivia, like I just um, said about old minis. Uh, they're called the medium-sized book of boring car trivia and boring car trivia volume two by sniff petrol available exclusively on amazon as ebooks or paperbacks and three uh, a good bit of trivia this week from our listener ashley secker ashley emailed us and said uh, following on from johnny listening to the grand designs theme tune four times in a row i was listening to a podcast the other day when they had a composer on who wrote the grand designs theme tune he also wrote the bbc news theme and the theme tunes of the one show oh and do you remember in the 90s there was a song called would you by touch and go which had this weird sample in it that went i find you very attractive 
Yes. Would you like to go to bed with me? He did that. He did that. And as Ashley notes in his message, that song inspired the One Show theme tune. Of course it did. And if you listen to the two of them together. Do you know what? I think I've only ever seen all of an episode of the One Show once. I don't think I've ever watched another one all the way through. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. I mean, if you want to get a sense of what the one show's like, just get a newspaper and a whole load of magazines and randomly open them. And whatever you see, that's like an episode of the one show. It's just, it's an insane... But make sure that everything's brilliant. Everything has to end with a smile. Well, it sort of does, but then sometimes it feels like the presenters haven't read ahead on the script and and they're just doing it straight from the autocue and they have to do those sort of verbal gear changes... (laughs) <laughs> where they'll go okay well there'll be more on those lovely pandas later on but the thing is now some children have got leukemia and they <laughs> they have to suddenly be serious and stop smiling with their voice and it's awful when they they get tripped up by that that's my personal it, it's so true isn't problem it? with the one show uh you may have your own who knows uh or you may have problems with us in which case um you can email us at smith and sniff at gmail.com and tell us how much you hate us. Uh, or or like sign us. up to our Patreon and tell us how much you hate us while giving us money. That's, <laughs> that's a really good idea. I completely agree that that's, that's, that's the way forward. Yeah, I hope, I hope some people fall for that. Anyway, uh, thank you ever so much for listening and we will do this all again uh, same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.